Welcome into another edition of the Eric St. Joe Podcast, the daily show where I discuss news, nonsense. Hold on, I'm going to do a Kyle fade here. I don't know why that thing won't fade out. Off to a great start. News, nonsense, and my daily adventures. The um, illness that has uh, affected your old pal Eric Zane is now transferred over to the uh, nasal cavity as large and cavernous as it is so now i'm stuffed up i sound like uh a female radio person and that horrible trend that is existing now where they talk through their nose two in particular come to mind two local women on the air talk through their nose no it's not the multi-talented kelly is not Kelly. Kelly does not talk through her nose, for God's sake. I don't know why everybody always gives her shit about her voice, for fuck's sake. Everybody beats the shit out of Kelly, and I'm not, I am no ally of the Free Bear and Hot Wings show. But my God, you people are fucking brutal. Anyway, back to talking about me, because that's what I love to do most. My nose is ridiculously stuffed. I got a damn headache, my throat is sore, and I'm bitchy. Perfect formula for a quality edition of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Add to the mix that, oh my God, did I get the shit scared out of me in the middle of the night. This was rough. Now, I can't really... I'm not one to sit here and break down my horrible nightmares that I have. And I'm not going to start now. Nothing worse than going too in depth on a fucking crazy ass dream that you've had. All I'll say that I remember is that uh, the good part of the dream is I actually had a conversation with my wife's mother, my mother-in-law. The dearly departed Carolyn Ward, who we affectionately called Sue. Why? I don't know. These hillbillies, Kentucky, I'm telling you. Um, some of them do this where they'll take their middle name and it becomes the name that they respond to. She's Carolyn Sue or was Carolyn Sue. Sue. Diana's dad. James Gerald. He was Jerry. The NFK. James Kevin. He's Kevin. I don't know. Diana did not follow suit. That's actually her first name. And her brother Dave, who also died. Uh, he was he was Dave. I don't know why I'm giving you the fucking family name history. What the fuck is wrong with me? Uh Anyway, so in the dream, I'm talking to her. I'm having a nice conversation. And uh, it was actually touching. I felt so like I was communicating with the dead. And I was aware of my surroundings. And I remember, <coughs> excuse me, being able to control what I was, you know, I. it wasn't like... Uh, for some reason, I have a knack of being able to control. Like if I have a sex dream, okay, 
it's going to turn into an orgy because for some reason I'm, I'm quite lucid. But um, I, I didn't want to control it, turn it that weird in the dream because my wife's mom was there. So, you know, I kept it above board in the dream. I'm just having a conversation. There's other family members that are in there and I don't remember who. But the next thing I know, something scared the shit out of me. And some stranger came walking up and got right in my face. And it was very startling, like kind of like a movie where they have something jump out at you. That's how frightening it was. And in the dream, I screamed. And in real life, I screamed. And I know that because it was such a long wail that on the back half of the wail, ah, I'm awake. It woke me up. I woke myself up. And uh, I right away, right away, I realized that I was having a horrible nightmare and I was screaming at myself. Ah! And then I'm like, uh-oh, did I just wake Diana up? And like, almost like counting down from five. <clears throat> it had a delayed effect on her. And, uh, then I hear it. What was that? She goes, was that the dog? I go, uh, no, that was me. She goes, it was you. I go, yeah, I had a horrible nightmare or something bad. It wasn't a horrible nightmare, but something bad happened. A dream scared the shit out of me in the dream. And I know for a fact that I screamed and she goes, Jesus, I thought it was the dog. I go, no, it's me. It was me. Oh, my God. I said, I dreamt about your mother. She goes, was that the nightmare? I go, no, no. That, that part was cool. That's what fucked me up because it was a great dream. I'm having a conversation with your, love, with, a, with your lovely mom. And then all of a sudden, the next thing I know, someone's scaring the shit out of me. No fun whatsoever. Oh, my God. I'm surprised in the dream I didn't see what I saw earlier because this was fucked up. I'm taking the dogs for a walk as I do every day. Got my four dogs and, uh, you know, I'm, I always have to have my head on a swivel looking out for cars and, and other people because the dogs pull me towards them. They want it. They want attention. And God forbid if there's another dog. Well, all of a sudden, all four yank me into the middle of the street and then I'm like, boy, what? What's going on? And like half a second later, I look and they're making a beeline. And there is, this is, this is horrible, uh, a rabbit that, well, it's, it's dead. It's, it's smashed into oblivion. It was as flat as a pancake. I couldn't believe how smashed this, and it was fresh too. It was a fresh smashed rabbit. And I don't know how the hell that happened. I can only assume because it was someone looking at their phone. I blame the rabbit and I blame whoever was driving because this is a residential community. You know, people are supposed to be doing 20, 25 miles an hour. But some of these dicks go ripping through the neighborhood way too fucking fast. And man, I get pissed because I'm becoming old man and I, I, I'm giving people stink eye and I'm like... Uh, 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 waving hysterically for them to slow down and they all think I'm a fucking lunatic. And um, so someone had to um, 
you know, been looking at their phone or something like that and and not uh, been paying attention and greased a fucking rabbit. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Now, I don't know about you, man, but if I if I grease a rabbit, um, I'm going to feel so terrible about that. And uh, I, I'm going to actually stop, pull over, stop whatever I'm doing and get the rabbit off the road. Oh my God, was that rough? And then the dogs, they they wanna they wanna sniff it. And so they go running right towards it and they wanna roll in the rabbit. Fuck. You get four dogs, two hundred pounds of dog, all sprinting uh in kind of different directions, from different directions, towards one object. That's enough to fuck you up. I'm lucky. I'm very lucky that I didn't go flying and they didn't make it in there and roll themselves into the damn thing. Complete shit show, to be sure. Uh, Survive that. Move on. But now, you know, the thing is, everybody just pretends like they don't see it. And now we got to wait like 10 days for Mother Nature to uh, do its job and uh, whittle that thing down to just a smudge on the road. No one's going to do anything. My God. So welcome in, folks. I'm so glad you are here. Uh, the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio is where I do this show. You can, uh, of course, email me on the Shoreliners Striping Inbox, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Uh, for those of you that are getting the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm about to kick you out. You must go to twitch.tv slash Live if you want the full show. You get it uninterrupted there. Well, kind of. I'll explain that in a second. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Um, Aram says, wait, you said you blame the rabbit also. Yeah, well, the fucking thing, rabbits are really dumb. And they're similar to squirrels where they'll just stay there. And how can they not hear a car bearing down on them, you know? That's always ridiculous. Or when a squirrel gets to one side... And then turns around and comes back. Holy shit. So that's kind of their fault. All right. For you folks on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm about to kick you out. Full show. Twitch.tv slash Eric Live. Give yourself a username. You can contribute on the chat. And uh, get the show um, if you subscribe without commercial interruptions. So follow it. Subscribe to it with your Amazon Prime account. Or pay five bucks, and then you'll get no commercial interruption. Otherwise, just sit through the commercials. No big deal. You can get it for free. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Commercials just plop in uh, whenever they feel like giving you one, I guess. All right. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT at Eric Zane Show on Twitter. Please follow me there. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Uh, like the page, follow along. And YouTube, the almighty YouTube. Follow me, Eric Zane Show on YouTube as well. All those things are free. Uh, I mean, they don't cost you anything and they help your old pal, Eric Zane. As always, subscribe to the audio podcast uh, on whatever platform that you like to download shows on demand audio. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot to get to today. Uh, an update 
on elected official George Santos. This is the guy, a uh, House of Representatives member, uh, voted in uh, one of the districts in the state of New York to be a member of the House of Representatives. The only reason why this guy is a story is, I mean, you get a new incoming freshman, uh, freshman uh, member of the House. Nobody really gives a shit, you know? You just you, you basically just got to keep your head down and do your job that you were... Um, uh, paid to do, they've been paid to do that you were voted into to do, and then that's it. But they, uh, people have been uh, uh, researching this guy and realizing that all he's done um, in the process of getting elected was is lie. And it started with like padding his resume and shit. And um, so I'm going to get to a, a, a story that has basically all of this guy's lies chronicled. And then there's a new lie as well that is is going around and there it's just it's kind of weird I'll, I'll get to that in a second okay now you need to know that um actually i'll start with that uh george santos is is gay he's an openly gay republican man and um so he believes all the crazy shit that the matt gateses and the uh, uh marjorie taylor greens believe in all the crazy shit, but he's gay. And so it's kind of like a very rare thing. So he's completely ignorant, um, but gay. He, um, he's also a guy who, um, applauded and lauded the don't say gay bill in Florida, which I actually kind of respect that part of him. Um, if you recall the, uh, uh, don't say gay bill, is uh, House Bill 1557. Um, That is the uh, Florida Republicans' Parental Rights and Education Bill. That bill, signed into law last March, bans classroom instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity, kindergarten through third grade. I would argue that any type of sexual instruction from kindergarten to third grade uh, is not appropriate. I would say that it is. You shouldn't be discussing any degrees of sexuality from kindergarten to third grade. So I don't have a problem with any of that. Uh, The bill stipulates that any instruction on those topics cannot occur in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards according to the legislation. Gay George Santos says the left is hell-bent on creating a false narrative because they want to groom our kids. That I don't believe. So that's where it's weird with Santos. I don't believe that anybody wants to groom kids. Yes, we want to make you gay. That's ridiculous. As a gay man, I unapologetically support this law. So I like the law, but not for the same reasons. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Uh, Santos wrote on his Facebook page, I don't believe in anywhere, anywhere that there's uh, uh, schools trying to make you gay, for God's sake. So anyway, 
he as a gay man supported the don't say gay bill. All right, great. Now, the only reason why I throw that out there is because um, people are making a big deal about that and saying, oh my God, this man who is supporting the don't say gay bill is a drag performer. And I'm like, so what? Okay, here's the deal. It was just found out that Santos uh, is a drag queen as well. And now he's getting attacked for being a drag queen. And right away, I'm like, who gives a fuck if he's a a drag queen? That doesn't, that doesn't, he's, and so now he's like, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. And it's like, of all the things you should never lie about, you shouldn't lie about that. You should say, yeah, so what? I'm, well, first of all, I'm gay. So that's kind of, uh, it kind of goes together. I mean, I'm, I guess not every drag queen is, is gay, but I'm gay as shit. And who gives a fuck if I'm a drag queen? Why is that so bad? So I don't know why this fucking moron Santos is lying about being a drag queen. Okay. Who gives a shit? And then the other part of it is everybody's making a big deal that he was a drag queen. What the fuck is wrong with being a drag queen? Why is that suddenly become such an evil thing to dress up like a chick? Holy shit. Uh, Amanda says, what if we found a woman representative that worked in a topless bar? Exactly. Uh, Stevie says, that would make a great drop. Eric saying, as a gay man, I support this law, LOL. Josh says, to quote RuPaul, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Absolutely. Chris says, drag queens are performers. Are all musicians and actors also barred from serving in office? So, um, in fact, it uh, it actually, in my opinion, it makes anybody who reports on this as, oh my God, re- there are reports coming in that George Santos was a drag queen. They actually did this on the Today Show Today. One of the headlines is, oh, new fallout as George Santos uh, is a drag queen and but is denying it. They're like really throwing him under the bus over this. My God. Uh, all right, so let's get into this. Uh, you can actually see what Santos looks like. Pretty good-looking drag queen, too. Uh, he looks actually better as a woman than he does as a dude, in my opinion. Here you go. The list of lies continues growing for embattled Congressman George Santos, and it's dominated headlines on the Hill is growing. I, I think they fucked up on the prompter. She read it wrong because the list of lies continues growing for the list of lies continues growing. Doesn't quite work. Embattled Congressman George Santos and its dominated headlines on the Hill. News Nation speaking exclusively with a Brazilian performer who claims Santos was a drag queen. Santos is now taking to Twitter, calling out what he calls, quote, outrageous claims from the media. 
Of all the things to lie about, don't lie about this one, you idiot. You can say, yeah, you know, yeah, but a lot of uh, talk about me lying about everything under the fucking sun, but uh, there's no way I'm lying about this one. I loved it. Correspondent Kelly Meyer is live in D.C. So, Kelly, Santos is now blaming the media. Well, Nicole, Congressman George Santos is calling the latest allegation against him the media's, quote, most recent obsession and is denying claims he was ever a drag queen. The drag queen that shared the photos spoke exclusively with News Nation today and alleges the person in them is Santos. Today, in battle, New York Congressman there George he is. Santos faces There's George. About his past. Not dressed as a woman. Now, look at, look at George. It looks like Whitmer. I think I want to have sex with George Santos. Oh my God, what a knockout. He is absolutely beautiful. I love the hair, makeup perfectly done. Oh my God. Queens and a dead dog. New images surfacing of Santos allegedly dressing as a drag queen and competing. Okay, you can't tell me that George Santos does not look like Gretchen Whitmer. Which means, since I want to have sex with Gretchen Whitmer, that I want to have sex with George Santos. ...in Brazilian beauty pageants. The Brazilian drag queen who shared the photos and was allegedly friends with Santos in an exclusive interview telling News Nation today... And let's say he's always been a liar. Okay, uh, this, uh, speaking through an interpreter. But he used to lie about silly things. What he did in the U.S. is not cool. Santos okay. denying he ever dressed in drag, writing on Twitter to... How could you possibly say that? It's fucking you, you idiot. They quote, the most recent obsession from the media claiming that I am a drag queen or performed as a drag queen is categorically false, adding, I will not be distracted nor fake... I don't know what he's worried about. If he's worried about... He can't possibly be worried about affecting, um, like, the... He's openly gay, Okay. Um, and you know, his base doesn't care. They voted him into the office. So you don't need to worry about lying about this. I mean, you have dicks in your butt on a regular basis and in your mouth. Okay. You probably eat semen. What's the big deal about dressing up like a chick? You do all those other things and nobody cares. Who gives a shit if you dress up like a woman, you know, just admit it. He's by this. Today, Santos also denying reports he let a dog... Oh, this is the dog story. Remember, we talked about this yesterday. ...die after allegations he promised to help raise money for oh. a dog's life-saving surgery and kept the money for himself. Santos calling the claims shocking and insane. It's the latest in a list of allegations and self-admitted lies told by the Republican representative... Still expecting to be on any committees? Yes, I am. ...that are now plaguing the freshman's first few weeks on Capitol Hill. He actually said, yes, I am. Capitol Hill. Fabricated stories from claiming his mother was inside the World Trade Center during the September 11th terrorist That's a bad one. ...when records show she was in Brazil. Right. ...to allegedly using fake names in college for online fundraisers. To saying his grandparents fled the Holocaust, then denied claiming to be Jewish, calling himself a Catholic. He has oh. essentially pretended to be a biracial, Ukrainian, Belgian, Brazilian, volleyball champion and brain cancer survivor. Those are all things he's actually said. That's not, that guy's not making it up. Whose mother died twice, including on 9-11, whose ancestors survived the Holocaust, whose employees died in the Pulse mass shooting, and who miraculously became a multimillionaire overnight. 
Neighboring New York congressman. I wanted them to. I wanted him to say add. He's a drag queen. Democrat Richie Torres filed an official complaint with the House Ethics Committee as calls are growing louder on Capitol Hill for Santos to step down, including from six fellow New York Republicans. One Republican who isn't calling for him to quit, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy's like, I've done worse. You know, this is no big deal. I've done worse. Who with a narrow four-vote majority in the House needs every GOP seat he can get. As the voters have elected George Santos, if there is a... Yeah, but they didn't know all this shit about him. Concern, he will go through ethics. If there is something that is found, he will be dealt with in that manner. But they have a voice in this process. Yeah, I'm telling you, uh, this is... Uh, for all the people that actually are drag queens in, in the world, this is very insulting because uh, they're making it seem like he's done something wrong because he was... So there's so many fucking different layers to the story. It's because I can't stand the guy because he's a fucking liar, but now they're indicting him for something that he shouldn't be indicted for. Dressing up like a chick. A good-looking one at that, mind you. And as for what happens next in the Santos saga, we just don't know. In addition to the calls to resign, Santos... He's got very soft features. Very attractive man. ...is facing local, state, and federal investigations, including in Brazil, where he is accused of fraud. Now, yeah. Congress returns to Washington next week, and right now, Santos plans to be here. Nicole? All right. Kelly, thank you for that. Thank you for watching. Go to... You're welcome. Uh, ABC News did something interesting. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Amanda says, didn't they vote for him because what he said he would do now and not then? Granted, he could be lying about what he's going to do. Yeah, true. But I think what it, uh, you know, it's been so thrown out there and so in the open of this long list of lies. I think if uh, the voters knew all these lies prior to, they, they may not have supported him, you know? Cole says, sounds like a typical congressman, millionaire who lies about everything. I don't think Santos is a millionaire. I think he's a fucking swindler. Uh, Kyle says, let's just see who you really are, mister. Takes off mask. Why? It's embattled Congressman Santos, and he would have gotten away with it if not for us kids. Fuck. Plot twist. Our governor is really him. I read that in reverse order. Sorry. Chris says he definitely does look better as a woman. Okay. Then this. Uh, more on Santos. This uh, this ABC News story uh, goes into depth. Uh, more so, I think, on the list of things that he's lied about. Right into Capitol Hill tonight, the list of Republicans calling for George Santos to resign is now growing. And today, in fact, Santos insisting he has, quote, lived an honest life what the f how can you possibly say you've lived an honest life and that he has quote never been accused of any bad doing our chief washington correspondent more lies jonathan call <clears throat> with a fact check on that statement tonight you know what's interesting is uh, my son jim when he was young he used to always do this i think santos might have this going on where you you know hey what are you doing and he's on a bike and he'll tell you he's riding a horse it's like for some reason, you ask him anything when he was younger, and he'd constantly just tell you something that wasn't true. 
Today, the list of Republicans calling on George Santos to resign is growing. Congressman, what's your reaction to members of your own party calling for your resignation? He just said, if 140 people ask for me to resign, I'll resign. And it's like, well, I think it's 142 people on the other side of the elevator. But what do you mean by that? 142,000 people. Later, he clarified that he meant 142,000. Ah. Roughly the number of people who voted for him. Okay. In an interview on Steve Bannon's podcast with fill-in host Matt Gates, a fellow House Republican. They had Gates fill in for Bannon? Oh, fuck. Santos remarkably said he's an honest man. Look, I've, I've worked my entire life. I've lived an honest life. I've never been uh, accused, sued of, of any bad doing. Oh, yeah. You sound very confident in that response. I've never been accused of uh, uh, bad doing. Man. Look, I've, I've worked my entire life. I've lived an honest life. I've never been uh, accused, sued of, of any bad doing. Wow, that was a mess. Fuck me. It sounds like fucking free beer. It's not true. He's already facing multiple investigations at home and abroad. Authorities in Brazil reviving a fraud case looking into whether Santos used a stolen checkbook to buy clothes. And here in the U.S., he's accused about lying about his life story. A resume he submitted to the NASA. Boy, I, you know what's interesting to me is Gates is the type of scumbag who should hate Santos. But he's a Republican, so he's got to be conflicted, you know? Uh, I wonder what's going to happen on the Puddin' Show today on uh, Wood AM. Is he going to throw, do you support, does Puddin' support Santos? Or does he Or does he hate Santos? I don't, you know what I mean? Because, uh, you you know, Puddin', he starts, he like, the, he, he posts Bible verses and shit like that. He acts like he's in love with the Bible. Uh, and now this guy's coming out and he's gay and he's a drag queen. So Putin should hate Santos, right? Saw County Republican Party was littered with lies. Santos said he was a project manager for Goldman Sachs. Lie. Citigroup. But he didn't work for either company. And he claimed he graduated from Baruch College with a 3.89 GPA. When in fact... He has not graduated from any college. Wow. Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy is not calling for resignation, but he said Santos has a long way to go to earn trust. Yeah, there's there's no way he could ever earn trust. What do you have to do to earn trust? Just lay low and not get caught in another lie? Let it filter through? That doesn't matter. You're still a fucking liar. And will be held accountable. The most serious investigations into Santos are being conducted by prosecutors in New York who are examining where the money came from he used to finance his campaign. David, they are following the money. And that perhaps is the most significant. There you go. That's what they always say. Follow the money. Follow the money. You'll get the answers if you follow the money. Oh, my God. Um. Uh, Kyle writes, just wait for another member of Congress to have a scandal, and then this will go away. Amanda, I love this idea. He should show up for work in drag. My God. Uh, Sorry, I'm just checking out the comments, seeing if there's anything worthy. Honest man, I just don't tell the truth. Corey writes, 
Amanda says she'd actually watch those congressional meetings if he did this. Yeah, it, this is this is a disaster. Holy shit. Welcome in my latest sponsor, Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. Okay. This is very, very important because if you've ever been thinking, all right, I want to get a pool in the backyard, an in-ground pool, where do I begin? In West Michigan, what you need to do is bang on the door of my friends at the Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. Jeremy out the door wants to talk to you. He's been installing pools for 25 years, a vinyl liner in-ground pool or a fiberglass in-ground pool could be yours. This is the process, though, and you have to schedule your in-store consultation. The first thing you do is just call this number, 616-457-0500, about getting a pool in the backyard. Now, we've always had pools. For as long as I can remember, we've always just wound up having pools, buying homes with pools in the backyard. True story. Had a pool at our home in Tennessee. It was an above-ground pool with a deck around it. We taught our kids to swim at a very young age at, um, God, what was that guy's name? Mr. Shark. Uncle Grandpa Pete. Swim school. Uncle Shark's swim Pete. I don't remember. And the guy was so old school, he would just walk up to the kids and just dump a bucket of water on him. They think they're going to be, you know, just sticking their toes in the water. And he dumps the water on them. They start crying. He then throws them in the water. It's one of those uh, really abrupt ones where they're just like, all right, get in there. You're not, I'm not going to let you drown. And then the next thing you know, they're swimming. It was fantastic. Jackie, though, um, this, she's three years old. Excellent swimmer. and uh, But, you know, we don't let her swim on her own. But uh, I've told this story before. They were playing catch. Baseball goes in the pool. I don't know it. I'm inside the house. Jim and Jack are in the backyard. And then I'm hearing, Jackie, no, don't do that. It's Jim. But I don't bother looking out because he says that all the time. And then the next thing I know, she is uh, walking in the house, a little three-year-old Jackie wearing her sundress. She's got her jelly shoes on. And uh, she's dripping, soaking wet. She's uh, And she... um, uh, climbed the fence, swam to the bottom of the pool, and uh, got the ball out of there. And uh, and and then that was it. And I'm like, what did you do? And she says, I went in the pool. I go, oh, my God. And uh, she said, I go, why did you do that? And she said, because the ball went in the pool and I had to go get it. And so that's remarkable. I mean, so I then purchased a fucking thing you put on the edge of the pool it's uh, it's a sensor, and if there's any waves in the water, a ripple or anything like that, the alarm goes off. It's a pool alarm. I had to put that fucking thing on because of that kid. Psychopath. Anyway, uh, if you want a pool installed in your house, Jenison Pool and Spa Depot, 616-457-0500. This is a West Michigan-based business. They're on the south side of Chicago Drive in Jenison, of course. Between 8th and 12th, blue awning, you can't miss it. You've driven by it a million times if you're in my neck of the woods. But no matter where you are in West Michigan, 
This is who you call about getting an in-ground pool installed. Now, these guys are only going to be marketing for a few months on the show because people are going to call. They're going to fill up the spots to get a pool this coming summer. All right. And then that's it. That's how it works. Once those spots are filled, they can only install so many because they have three crews working. And then once their, uh, their time is filled up, that's it. So, um, you need to get on this. And then if you wait too long, you'll have to wait to the following year. And that's legit how it is. In fact, most people who install pools are two years out right now. 616-457-0500. If you want to install a pool, new sponsor, Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. Oh, they also have uh, more than 20 um, varieties of hot tubs on sale uh, on in the store. So if you want to check out a hot tub, you've always thought about getting a hot tub. This is where you get it. They got an unbelievable selection uh, from uh, cheaper ones to super expensive ones. I should say smaller ones to large ones that are like a swimming pool themselves. It's incredible. They also have a service. They service all pools and hot tubs. They do it all full service, full sales support. Jenison pool and spa depot. <sighs> That's a lot. Okay. Blue Frost IT, love these guys. My God, longtime sponsor of the show. Uh, the managed IT service provider for the Eric St. Show podcast. 616-285-50 for Blue Frost IT. If at your business, your tech is suffering because it's old and slow, your employees hate you, and you're thinking, okay, you know what? I got to upgrade this shit to at least the 2000s. Sit down for a 30-minute complimentary consultation with uh, Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. After that 30 minutes, you'll have a great idea of what you need to buy to get your business um, flowing better with uh, appropriate equipment, you know, servers, uh, computers, monitors, keyboards, all that shit. Uh, Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. And then they'll help you set it up and then you convert it to them being your managed IT service provider month to month. In case there's any tech issues uh, after that, they can help you. That's what I do, and that's what you should do, too. Thank you, Blue Frost IT. Excuse me. I got a little runny nose going on here, so bear with me. Excuse me. That's embarrassing. Uh, all right. Thanks again to the Kent County Health Department. Accesskent.com slash health. Uh, if you are in the area of Kent County, Michigan, this is who you need to reach out to for information on the WIC program, immunizations, immunizations for the little ones, personal health services. Accesskent.com slash health. Ryan says, proud pool owner here. Big investment for us last year, but so worth it. Took two seasons to finally get it. Oh, it kept turning green on you, huh? Uh-huh. Amanda says, I love how an ad for a pool place goes into these tangent stories about his kids. I know. That's um, seriously how uh, it always is on the show. That's why you got to keep listening to the ads. You never know when it's going to go off into a five-minute story about something. It was Mr. Ed's. Mr. Ed's Swim School. I wonder if Mr. Ed is still alive. There's no way. Mr. Ed's Swim School, Knoxville. 
put some new batteries in this keyboard. Swim School, Knoxville. Oh my God, he's still in business. There he is. Okay, I'm going to show you Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed's Adventure Swim School. That's Mr. Ed right there. He's the old guy with the titties. Okay, you see these kids here? They're like, oh boy, what a what a nice day. I'm, I'm sure like, this is my first day of swim school. And then he just throws them in the pool. <laughs> but it works. That's similar to like, uh, do you remember uh, Miss Rita? Uh, she was the, uh, what do you call it? The, lo the local lady who uh, they, they tried to shut her down because uh, it was at a residence. Mr. Ed's is at a residence at his house. Same thing. Uh, it's, it's actually attached. And then he put like this, um, uh, he made it enclosed. So it's actually like has a roof over it. See, this is the back of his house right here. And uh, he, he just built it. So it becomes like an indoor pool. And uh, everybody, everybody goes there. Holy shit. Look at that's Mr. Ed's swim school. It's in a residential area, but the, the, uh, the people in Knoxville appreciate him because, uh, he's teaching little ones how to swim in here in Michigan, where everybody's a fucking moron. Um, you try to teach kids how to swim and your stupid MAGA neighbors are going to get pissed off and, uh, you know, try to shut you down like they did to miss Rita. Corey says, usually if someone has a business that's attached to their house that involves kids, I assume they're a molester. Oh, well, he is. He absolutely is a molester. But I'm, by God, those kids are going to be taught how to swim. Not really. I'm not. Okay, I cannot support my own joke. Uh, Mr. Ed is not a fucking child molester. Nor is Miss Rita. And anyone who teaches swim at their house, they have to have a Miss So-and-so or Mr. So-and-so. That's a, Obviously, that's the way it is here. Uh, Miss Rita and Mr. Ed, they probably know each other, for fuck's sake. Uh, yeah. That's how, you know, if you don't go to a place like that, I, I forget the term of how they uh, teach kids. It's life-saving, too, so they... Um, if the kid is exposed to water, they immediately know how to like float up <coughs> Excuse me, on their back and save their own life. Um, that is so important. This is a public service announcement from your old pal, Eric Zane. As quick as you can, get your kids involved in those classes. And don't take them to one of those dickhead swim lessons where it takes like six months to teach them how to swim. I shit you not. At the end of lesson number one, at Mr. Ed's, those kids uh, were, they were molested and they knew how to swim. Swear to God, only half of that is true. They definitely knew how to swim. Kent, I know, is a big supporter of this. He says, yes, get your kids in the school, in the pool. What is that? Um, what is, there's a, there's a, uh, an acronym for it. It's, there's something that stands for this type of swim training. 
I, we've talked about it before. I, that's it. ISR. Uh, I, I, and I don't know what that stands for. Uh, but it's so important, you know? You don't want to be like fucking free beer. That's a second free beer reference today. Infant swim resource. God, Kent, no shit. What's up, Kent? Drop the E out of you. Corey writes, you want to learn how to swim? Take your pants off. What the fuck? Ryan says our kids had a teacher like that. It's a program like that, but attached to Granville Public Schools. Snowflakes always try to ruin her. I paid her to yell at my kids to teach them to swim. That might be Miss Rita. Oh, yeah. You don't fuck with the drill sergeant uh, ISR swim instructor. They'll just, you just, it's great because um, the kids get all freaked out at first. And then like Miss Rita or Mr. Ed will hip check them into the pool when they're not looking. And it's very rewarding for the parents because at this point in your life, you're at the point where you like hate your children because they're such dicks. And when you see the teacher, um, hip check them into the pool like that you're like oh you're very it's very sadistic and uh and and I, and I love it i i was always very happy when my kids were in distress when mr ed would dump water on their heads and throw them off the diving board i said no you gotta throw them off the roof ed throw them uh do like a wrestling maneuver do a fireman's carry and throw them into there. Inflict some type of punishment on those fucking kids. Oh, my God. That was so excellent, especially Jackie. At that age, Jackie was such a dick. You know, I wonder if she's up and around right now. Uh, she's recovering from uh, knee reconstruction. I, I want to know what she remembers about Mr. Ed. Oh. Just called Diana. I don't want that. Okay. Princess of the Forest. Uh, Rick from TC Paintball supposedly is coming in next. Uh, Ryan says, no, it wasn't Miss Rita. But this woman was fantastic. Kid crying on the diving board. Toss that prick in. Oh, absolutely. Ah, she's sleeping. She still calls her last. She still has her last name as Zaytunian. That's the last thing. She got the new social security card. She got the new driver's license. She's got to update her voicemail. All right. Where was I? Ryan writes, Eric Zane, by the way, I've been glued to odd tinkering the past few weeks. Can't stop watching. I told you. Okay. Ryan is referencing the guy on YouTube. I'm not going to show you right now, but if you were to search odd tinkering, he gets old shit and makes it new. I actually saw him get his hands. The video is of him looking into a dumpster and he sees an old cast iron pan. Did you see the cast iron pan? Now, it's one thing when he brings back an old Atari 2600. 
I mean, it's a piece of electronics and it's nostalgic for me because that's what I grew up with. But an old fucking cast iron frying pan. Seeing the steps that he takes to make it look new is nuts. He's like, he uses a laser and to knock off rust and to see the rust just because of this like Luke Luke Skywalker lightsaber thing and all the rust just goes disappearing off of it. Look what the fuck is going on. It's incredible. Uh, Ryan says the cast iron pan was ridiculous. I wouldn't want to eat off it when you first see it. Well, no, it looked like shit. But then when it was done, it was like, I cannot believe that. You must watch Odd Tinkering. You can just sit there for 40 minutes while you're going to bed and just you just feel your brain just settling down as he brings a fucking cast iron pan back to life. Are you shitting me? My God, I saw another one where he had a lock from like the 1870s. 1860s or something it probably was a lock uh uh, to keep a slave locked up i'm not shitting you and it's it's completely a ball of rust and he turns the lock and revitalizes it and makes it so it actually works it's it's the type of lock you'd see on fucking uh what are those movies with johnny depp uh where he's like on a pirate ship and fucking, you know, there's like a treasure chest and a lock on it. What are those fucking things? Pirate man. He's a, he's a pirate. He's it. Pirates of the care. Fuck. How did I not know that pirates of the Caribbean? God damn it. Jesus. Sam writes, Lord of the Rings. Chris writes, Star Trek. Fuck you guys. Sorry. I'm on a roll. My brain's going like this. I always forget shit. Tyler writes, quote, he's a pirate. He's in the Caribbean. What's the movie called? Shit. God damn. All right. Uh, that's all I got. Now I'm ending this. All that is now done. Rick from TC Paintball will join me in moments. I think I texted him. I don't know if he got it. I texted him late. I, I've, I've been fucking up. I've been. Oh, no. He says, yep, I'll be there. Okay, thanks. <clears throat> I'll talk to him about what we've talked about. And we'll talk the football games. Can't wait for that. It's going to be awesome. Hey, good news. Um, I want to talk to my friend Phil from the uh, Grand Rapids Gold. Now. He's very excited about something. And I want to try to bring him in. Now, Phil uh, is the guy who is in charge of everything that happens when the bat. Hold on. Hello. Hey, Phil, I'm podcasting. Can I talk to you for a second? Uh, Sure. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Phil is the guy. He's in charge of the fan experience when the basketball game is not going on. That's an accurate description of your job, right? Yeah, pretty accurate. He did this for the Grand Rapids Griffins and was fantastic at it, got out of the game. Now he's back in the game with the Grand Rapids gold. Now, we have 
tonight, our very first Friday game of the year, correct? Yep. Yep. First, first one the schedule has allowed. Now, it's kind of weird because the schedule was already set for the Grand Rapids Griffins hockey team. So yep. you didn't have like any opportunities to have Friday or Saturday games uh, yep. until now. And and that's important that it that we do have those opportunities because more people go to the games, as you and I both know. Absolutely. For like for the hockey team on a Wednesday night game, you're not nearly going to you're not going to get nearly the amount of fans on a Friday or Saturday. Right. So this is our first time doing this. And we've had crowds that, um, like the Star Wars night was packed. That was great. But, yeah, that was a great night. Um, we've had a lot of these midweek games, and we haven't, like, boy, how come we can't get anybody to go to these damn games? But tonight is our first Friday game, and you sent me some good news yesterday. Yes, yes. Um, the word the word around the office yesterday was that we were under we were under a thousand tickets. So remaining. That, uh, so that's huge. And that, under a thousand remaining. So that's yes. that's uh, that's that that's going to be incredible. We have never had that, and so that is uh, it. Kind of like gives you guys a sense that there is an absolute um, desire by the fans to go see these games. So this is huge because. A lot of these people are going to be seeing their first game ever at Van Andel Arena. Yep, yep. It's 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 very exciting to see how uh, how a Friday night crowd uh, will translate. Uh, now that the the Golder at Van Andel Arena, it's you know, like you said, it's been uh, having those weekday games are just not desirable dates, and that's why right. Um, that's why the scheduling process is, is so important and to do it uh to do it early and and that was something we weren't able to do right. because of the way everything fell out but we're we're excited for tonight and we're going to bring on we're going to bring a great show okay i am stoked about this i'm so happy because you came on and had to kind of like reinvent a lot of things and uh and, and we're starting to get to some real uh progress like from a Absolutely. from a presentation standpoint as to what we mm-hmm. do you're working with me directly to my right so it's starting to it's starting to feel like holy shit this is awesome now listen i need you to know this because i work for both teams mm-hmm. okay when it comes to the griffins there's a you remember that thing where um uh in football with michigan and michigan state the one guy referred to michigan state as little brother mm-hmm. yep they refer to you as little brother that's well i mean in a way, in a way, coming in the way that we have, you know, that's that's kind of the the yeah. mold that has been set there. But we're we're looking oh, yeah. to uh, to kind of squash that over time. Yeah. And, uh, tonight's Friday game will be uh, will be a really good indicator of, of where where we can expect uh, things to be next year when we when we have some more de- desirable dates. So, so there's really a re- excited about. Hey, it. there's a healthy rivalry between the Griffins Absolutely. and the Gold. Okay. Um, are we going to have selfie cam? Not tonight. Oh, Not tonight. no. Yeah. I love selfie cam. Yep. We're, uh, we're working through some things on that, but uh, hopefully we'll have it. We'll have it up uh, and, and we'll be doing it again soon. Okay. Uh, any wrestling news you need to get off your chest? I know you're the <laughs> biggest wrestling fan in the world. I, are you familiar with Joey Williamson? I am. I am. Yep. You know, Joey. Yeah. He listens too. So, 
Uh, he's all about it. So I don't know. Uh, since since the Vince thing uh, bubbled under or the selling of the WWE, is that even happening or was that just a myth? It, it seems like it may have been a bit of a smokescreen. Um, not really sure. I, I mean, it, these things could be working themselves out behind the scenes and we'll hear about it in four or five months. But um, the big news out of the wrestling world this week was, was sad news and the passing of uh, Jay Briscoe. Um, in a car accident, one half of the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions uh, currently uh, with his brother, Mark. Wait a minute. uh, This isn't an old wrestler? This is a current wrestler who died? Yep. He was 38 um, in a a tragic car accident. Um, And so it's, it's been a... A heavy-hearted week for the for the wrestling uh, fans and and absolutely the, the the wrestlers as well. I'm sure. So it's uh, we'll uh, we'll hopefully hopefully see everybody come together for for Jay and that'll be good. Let me ask you this: Has there ever been a wrestling guy or, or gal who died and you cried? Um, when Brody Lee passed uh, about two years ago, that you, one you cried. Just, you start crying. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so you started crying. You Brody Lee's died dead, and you started to weep. Uh, during his tribute show, I got emotional. Wow. What What yeah. was so big about Brody Lee? I don't know who that is. Yeah, he. You know, there were just so many great stories about him as a father and uh, oh. the, the human being he was. Okay. You know, away from the ring, and he has he has young kids, and um, he was actually the leader of a faction at the time called the Dark Order. And his son, who's now 11, I believe, uh, took over as leader of, of the group, kind of in an honorary yeah. sense after his dad passed. Yeah, so I could see that. Cool. I could see that. You probably, I mean, even if you don't even know the guy, when you see yep. like something as sad as that, Jesus Christ, yep. that would be that yeah. would be brutal. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, when you see the family and the kids and, you yep. know, the, yep. the, the human side, it, it, uh, that can get, that can really get you. Okay, Early well. Spring. Um, here we go. I want to see if everybody, anybody wants to go get tickets for the Grand Rapids Gold. Okay. Tickets are pretty damn cheap, too. You can get a pretty cheap ticket to go see the Grand Rapids Gold. Isn't that right? That, that is correct. That is correct. We, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're looking to, uh, to get as many tickets out today as possible. And we're going to have a, a really entertaining game for, for everybody tonight. And just really excited to, uh, to get going. And, uh, we're just, we're just looking to rock tonight. I love it. I love your enthusiasm. It seems to be catching on, and, uh, and 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 people are happy. So well done, okay? Thank you, thank you very much, Eric. I appreciate it, and thank you for everything you do for for both us and the Griffins. Oh, and, I'm and blessed. Really making our presentations uh, top notch, especially we're <laughs> one of the best minor league uh, uh, cities in in North America. Without so. a doubt, without a doubt, you guys make that job a, a joy. I look forward to every every game, both with you and the Griffins awesome awesome yeah we we love having you and it wouldn't be the same without you so thank you for everything you do okay buddy thank you all right thanks we'll talk to you yep uh you can get a ticket for 10 bucks 10 bucks that's awesome i love the grand rapids gold man i seriously those games are so much fun the athleticism of these people holy shit incredible incredible skills uh let's see Kyle Ryan loves wrestling. Rest in peace, Brody. Can we grind pepper during the game, Kyle writes. Kyle, I, you know what? You are funny. You are a quiet type of funny. 
I wish I'd have seen that during the conversation with Phil, but you're right. All those kids are constantly going, doing the pepper grinder. Jesus. On the camera, it's always dudes, young, like eight-year-old boys. They're getting younger. Are doing the fucking pepper grinder. All right, I'm going to bring in Rick in just a second from TC Paintball. God, I'm so excited for today. What a great day. I don't know what, why in particular. You know what I did yesterday? Before I do this, another tangent. Um, Diana says, okay, I'm going to go see Jackie. And then uh, I'm going to take care of her for a little bit. And then I'm going out with my gal pals for a drink. And I go, all right, you do it. Knock yourself out. Have fun. And I had that... um. Uh, washer delivered to the house yesterday because we uh, closed washer had a closed washer delivered and I told the uh, I told the story in the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast but uh, the guy was uh, uh, Hispanic and a very very thick accent but he spoke English well um, but you could tell it was his second language and uh, he comes walking in and uh, he goes hey show me where where it goes I go all right here and uh, and I've I uh, I I wanted to get it ready for him so I uh, unhooked the other washer okay and um, I pulled it out. I just wanted to quicken his job. Underneath it, the uh, I looked, and you know how, like, when you have the dryer running, there's that uh, uh, hose, that big vent that comes out, and then it goes to the outside of your house, and then, um, you know, it's, it's so that the hot air leaves the house. That had come slightly unhooked, so a lot of lint had accumulated on the bottom underneath on the floor underneath both the washer and the dryer and it's like caked on it looks like a fucking carpet so i go oh fuck man this guy's gonna be here any minute i gotta clean this shit up so i very quickly scraped all that shit up vacuumed it scrubbed the floor around it and got it all clean and then just in time too so the guy he comes walking in and uh i show him where it's going and and uh you know he's got an easy job because like i said i already unhooked the fucking thing and uh, his partner, I can tell, doesn't speak any English whatsoever. I can just sense it. And uh, not a word of English. Not even the simplest of words. And I know that because as he comes in and I've got a smile in my face and I'm happy. And and the, the first dude, he's not playing around. He doesn't have much of a sense of humor or anything. I'm not fucking with him, I can tell. I don't want to say anything to him. It might offend him. You know, knowing me, I'm going to say something stupid. And uh, this guy, this other guy comes in and... Uh, and uh, they get it all set up. And I go to guy number two. I go, good? With a smile on my face and thumbs up. Good? And he doesn't even know good. That's how, how much this guy is has no English ability. I mean, you would think that you would at least learn one word. I mean, I know bueno. And uh, he, he looks at me like I'm fucking crazy. He's, look, he's like this. Eyes wide open because I go, good and he kind of goes <laughs> he, does, he has no idea he's probably thinking i'm asking him to suck my dick or something good and then i go bueno and he goes see sí. yes tu madre is una puta can you imagine i would have been killed Pete la chingada cabrón hooks it up it's all set 
Oh, well, just the washer broke. So I, I left the dryer. So now I have a black washer and a white dryer. The floor in the laundry room is filthy just because dogs tracking in. It's It has a coating of brown shit and dog hair. It looks like fuck. And I go, you know, I can't let Diana come home uh, from going out with her friends to enjoy her new washer and this floor to look like shit. This is not okay. You know what I did? I fucking busted out the bucket, hot water, pine saw, green scrubby, hands and knees, as fast as I fucking could, mopped it all up, smells like you could eat off of it. She comes walk, She comes in the house and she goes, oh my God, this is so great. I earned, my Pooh Bear points are so fucking full right now. Oh, 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 fuck me. Yes. I might even get sex. Thank you, Tag Accounting. As always, please support the sponsors that support me. Call on them when in need. I'm encouraging you to spend 100 bucks and get your taxes done at Tag Accounting. Certified public accountant. I've been having my taxes done for years from Tag not only has Troy done my taxes, he started out my own, uh, he does his accounting services w- as well for me and my business. He started an S-Corp for your old pal, Eric Zane. I could not tell you what that is. All I can tell you is he's the boss. All right? He takes care of all that shit. I pay him to do that so you can uh, engage him for those type of services as well. No muss, no fuss. And I like it that way. What is an escort, Eric? What does he do for you? I go, I don't fucking know. Uh, but all I know is that there's plenty of tax advantages to how I do my business because, Troy, I followed his advice. Anyway, have him do your taxes. That's all I want. I'm not telling you to go start a business and have him run your uh, uh, tax accounting services. I'm just telling you to get your taxes done. This is how we make the meter move for the Eric Zane Show podcast. I tell you, the listener, to get your taxes done by Troy. He gets happy. He is happy because you're men- uh, mentioning my name and his marketing is working. Call Troy today and get on his radar. 616-301-9516. 616-301-9516. January 20, you have till April, whatever, to get your taxes done. Call now. Today, do it today. In fact, stop listening right this second and call Troy today. Talk to Christina and say, yes, I listen to the Eric St. Joe podcast and I want Troy to do my taxes. That's all you have to say. They will take care of the rest. And then when you talk with Troy, make sure you mention that again. Eric Zane, Eric Zane, Eric Zane. 616-301-9516. Bringing in Rick from TC Paintball in a minute. Oh my God. They had a hell of a weekend last weekend. We had our paintball ward number 21, the winter whack-off. And, uh, yeah, we had a great crowd, 20 uh, people participating. And uh, just fun all around. If you want to book an event for you or your team, uh, reach out to TC Paintball. Go to their website, tcpaintballgr.com, and everything you need to know is right there. Call the number. Say, hey, I'm so-and-so. I listen to Eric Zane. I want to book an event for my kid and all his friends or my workplace buddies or we got a birthday party coming up. It, it's awesome. Everything must be booked. 
reach out to TC Paintball, tcpaintballgr.com. And then there's Irvine's Auto Repair. Oh, my God. Drop off early, pick up late, uh, free rental loaner car if you need it, 616-532-6600, trusted source to get your vehicles repaired. Veteran, lady, family owned. ervines.com, ervines.com, <clears throat> located right in the middle of Grand Rapids along 44th Street. Just a flu, a flu, a few blocks east of 131. The aforementioned Rick from TC Paintball. Got to be quick with Rick. He's waiting. Good morning, Eric Zane. Rick from TC Paintball. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Couldn't be better, buddy. Did you uh did you throw your did you teach your kids how to swim? Yes. Well, did I personally or do they know how? Yeah. Well, I mean, you they they got swim lessons, right? Yes, yeah, they can both swim. Can you swim? Yeah, I can swim. Just I, I'm not real good, but I'm not going to drown by right. falling off a boat. Right, that's so important. That's so I think that's as important as like as anything. You know, I mean, my God. Uh, oh yeah, seventy percent of the earth's covered with water. You're darn right. Get him in the pool for fuck's sake. Yep. We had a hell of a time at the winter whack off, uh, paintball war number twenty one. And uh, that was a good time all around. We had some prizes to give away. That was fun. And uh, and then I think a couple that didn't didn't uh, Gabe the Honduran buy a new gun for his kid or something like that. It wasn't just Gabe. It was him. It was it was for Gabe, Gabe Jr. and Caesar. Um, they all they all kind of uh, uh, bellied up to the uh, the pro shop counter there and uh, dropped some money on some new uh, new paintball gun setup. So it was uh, it was pretty sweet. So they got uh, they got some added firepower for next time. If you remember, yeah, we had some drama because uh, Team Eight White um, was leading the entire road right. or entire way, and then. Uh, Team Emmelander ended up uh, passing them in that final round and right. ended up uh, winning the prize package. Uh, so the first five after the first five rounds, uh, Gabe and Caesar and Gabe Jr. Uh, like you said, were leading, and and they were the team that drew the white chip. So since their skin was brown, I called them Team White Brown. That's the history behind that. So, I prefer Ain't White. Yeah, Team Ain't White. And uh, yeah, they uh, and then the uh, Terry and Beth's team caught fire in that final game. They had to, uh, well, actually, the blue team upset the white team, which knocked them out. Holy shit! <laughs> That's exactly what you want. You want a little bit of drama. I mean, I'm not rooting for anybody, but uh, you want a little bit of drama at the end. You don't want one team dominating, and uh, you know you want uh, you want some. You want the last round to matter. So that worked out really cool. Have you ever been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game? No, um, back in the day, I was at a hoops game. Um, back when, do you remember that goofy, I don't think they do it anymore, that goofy scoring they used to do where they would have quarter scoring and then game scoring? No, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, they would, like, I think that was the CBA, was the Continental Basketball Association, is that what it was? Yeah. So they would, they would keep track of every individual quarter score, and they would also have the game score going on. And I'm not sure how that equated to the final score of the game or, or how that contributed to the wins or the loss, but they were keeping track of every quarter. They would have a scoreboard up there showing you the quarter score. That sounds stupid. Yeah, it was, and they don't do it anymore, obviously. It was really weird. Uh, well, if you ever want to go, let me know. 
Oh, right on. Oh, I, yeah, I'd, I'd like to do that. Your money time. is no good. <clears throat> I, bet there, I bet there's plenty of uh, t- plenty of elbow room there, isn't there? <laughs> well, actually, it's. It, I was just talking with uh, my main man over there, Phil, and uh, they have yet to have a Friday game. So they've had all like shitty days to do it because they didn't get to make their schedule till after the hockey team was done making theirs and they took all the Friday, Saturday games. Um, so this is their first Friday game and the fucking tickets are, it's going to sell out. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's, that's, I'm really, really stoked about that. I mean, it's cool for our our town to be able to support things like that. You know, I mean, that just, uh, that adds more, uh, uh, adds more clout to us getting maybe a real professional franchise. Right, right, absolutely. Um, okay, Rick, I, I wanted to run this by you because it's another weekend of football. Yep. And and this is the divisional rounds. Uh, the divisional round, eight teams are playing. Some of them hadn't played because they had a first-round bye, um, like the Eagles. Um, but, okay, we got four games. Are you willing to give me your picks for these games? Absolutely, and I got to... I gotta warn you that some of my some of my opinions have to do with my heart, and some of them have to do with my brain, and I, and I, and that's the way I, I have to follow football because I have wants, you know, who I want to win and who I want to lose based on personal reasons, yeah. and then I got what my brain tells. No, I'm the same way. Like this first game between the Jaguars and the Chiefs, I would love the underdog to win. I I, I usually always do, you know. I'm- Hundred percent, I'm right there with you. I uh, I'm not a Kansas City team, but I think they're the best or a fan rather. But I think they're the best team in the league. I've never been a Mahomes fan, but I have a ton of respect for them. But what I so what I don't like is when a young player comes in the league and they start to dominate without having to get their you know take their lumps first. And Holmes is pretty much you know once he, they made him the starter was has been pretty much on fire. He is uber talented um doesn't make a lot of mistakes protects the ball he does all those things a savvy veteran should but uh, he does it as a young player it's super impressive but i always want him to fall on his face i want him to fall on his face because of his stupid mom and stupid wife oh and stupid brother and his brother too yes oh my god yeah i, I, I mean i try not to hold any of that shit against him i think we all have black sheets in our fa- sheets in our family that we'd rather not associate with and he he obviously has that um so i don't want to hold that against him but if you want to add that to the uh you know to the straw piled up on the camel's back of why i don't like him i mean i guess uh, i guess that would contribute too yeah absolutely i think that's the biggest problem i have with him so i i want the jaguars uh like you but who who do you think's going to win the game Oh, Kansas City is going to win the game. But, I mean, you know, they say any given Sunday, yep. um, they, uh, you know, J- Jacksonville hung around last week. They hung around even though they were down by the largest margin ever in the playoffs. They hung around and they came back. So, you know, th- no matter how good or bad your record is, no matter how good or bad you perceive a team, it's still any given Sunday. And these are professional athletes that know how to win and coaching staffs that know how to win. So if there's enough opportunity for Jacksonville, man, I'd love to see them call their way into this game. That would be great. Okay. Um, Giants at the Eagles. All right. This is another brain versus heart situation. So I think Philadelphia is going to kick their ass. But what I don't like about Philadelphia is I don't like a predominantly running quarterback because you're not going to, you're not going to last a long time in this league. So I, 
I, I don't like when when teams really commit to that and make that a focal point of their offense. I mean, I love Steve Young back in the day where he could take what was supposed to be a pass and it, you know right. uh, the well, coverage broke down or, or or a play broke down and he had to make something happen with his feet. But rarely did he have a designed run. It was always something that scrambling. he was figuring out. Like Fran yeah. Parkinson used to do way back in the day. But Jalen Hurts, I mean, they run him on purpose all the time, and they, they put a lot of wear and tear on his body. And that shows when you get to the last third of the season where he, uh, you know, he's got a lot of nicks and bumps and bruises and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I think he's in funny, good enough shape to win this game, but I'd, I'd love to see the Giants win. I would too because Jalen Hurts, I mean, I think the Eagles are going to win because he's great and he's not beat up enough. But he reminds me of Aaron Rodgers, so I'd like him to get creamed. Uh, so, okay. I but, don't see Aaron Rodgers in him. I see more of a Michael Vick or um, – is, is that because he's black? Are you a racist? I, I just I just observe things, and I think that's an easy thing to observe. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Bills, Bengals. I'm going Bengals. Are you? Yes. Well, I mean, I think they got it in them, but I think in Buffalo, and I'm kind of putting Buffalo up on a pedestal here. I think in Buffalo, we're seeing a young team that is learning how to beat elite. They have just about all the pieces in place. They are a phenomenal team, and I think that they are the second best team in the league. Um, and last week, they got by, you know, they got by a scare, and they it came down to the wire. They, they probably should have, could have lost, but they learned how to win a close game that they were probably looking past that opponent in Miami. Um, I, think that, uh, I think the Bills are going to uh, learn from that experience and not come out flat this week. And I think that uh, I think that's bad news for Cincinnati. But I think Cincinnati yeah. is, is in the top four or five teams in the league as well. Cincinnati has one of those quarterbacks who basically just got in there and started kicking ass. I mean, Joe Burrow is, is probably the uh, the most notorious to do that. The, the guy's just been lights out since he picked up a football. Isn't that interesting how some quarterbacks can come out of college, no matter the program or the or the style offense you were in? Right. Some of them can come into the league and just you know just merge with traffic and hit the ground running, where others just that they, their timing is not quite there and yeah. they, they can't adapt to the speed of the game. Isn't that interesting how yeah. different that is? Yeah, well, like like that guy, that piece of shit for the New York Jets. I forget his name. The guy who likes having sex with seventy year old woman women. Uh, he he uh, he sucks, you know. And everybody was like, "Oh my god, he's so great," but he was terrible. Yeah, they they uh, you know they have a couple good games and the the, the the talk of all the all the sports heads um, and uh, you know sometimes it's just they you know they they found a matchup they could they could exploit but they can't do it long term. Uh, and also a great example of that probably the best example currently uh, I think it, we need a little bit more of a body of work to follow up on Brock Purdy, the 49ers quarterback who I I mean my. God, a third-string quarterback, last pick in the draft, rookie. If he wins against the Cowboys, he's going to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I mean, he's done more than what a lot of, uh, you know, uh, prospective NFL quarterbacks have done ever. You know, he's won a playoff game. Uh, you know, he's got one at home, and uh, um, and I'm not a Dallas fan. When, when, when uh, um, I was a Dallas Cowboys fan right up until – the uh, the early '90s when they really started to do well when they were when Emmitt Smith was young and Trey Aikman was young and uh, Barry Sanders on the Lions they were all kind of in their rookie and second years together I was kind of a fan of uh, Dallas because they looked to me a lot like the the Lions they were young and you know no one really expected anything out of them and then they started to get good and they won Super Bowls in three out of four years and then I started hating them because I, I hate the I hate the overall winner so I've hated Dallas ever since I love to watch Dallas lose um, I'm not a Dak 
Prescott fan. Um, I really want Dallas to lose. I really wanted them to lose last week to Tampa, but Tampa just couldn't do it. Yeah. Thank God. That was a big momentum game, and when uh, when uh, Brady threw that uh, interception in the end zone, they just couldn't recover yeah, from that. Yeah. If they scored right there, I think that's a completely different game. All right, so all eight quarterbacks are under thirty. No old people. Um, I God, I sure hope Tom Brady retires. This is starting to get uh, it's starting to get ugly. I think I think that he's one more season of shit um, where. It's it's gonna be like all oh, right. You sh- you probably should have gave it up. You probably just went yeah, a little I, too long. I remember you know? uh, I remember when Favre was at that point. I was a big Favre fan. He's such that gun gunslinger. And uh, you know the last the last pass he threw for Green Bay. I remember it in the playoffs. And it was an interception. He's trying to bring his team back. And that was an interception. I looked at my buddies. I was watching the game with, and I was like, that's how he's gonna go out of Green Bay. His last pass is an interception in the playoffs. Yeah. You know. So you know. And then he went and he played for the Jets and he played for the Vikings. And you know he was never quite as good as he was for Green Bay. So and that tarnishes your legacy a little bit. You know and when uh, when Brady left, uh, you know the Patriots, I I would have bet good money that he wouldn't go to the playoffs and certainly wouldn't win a Super Bowl again. And then he proved me wrong there and yeah. had that you know that magical season in uh, Tampa. But yeah, he's uh, now it's like okay, everything's catching up. You don't have the magic anymore. Um, you know he's not not in as bad a shape as Peyton Manning was at the end because that was rough to watch too when he could barely barely throw the ball down right. the field. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Tom Brady, he, he's phenomenal. I was never a Tom Brady fan either, but, I mean, 10 appearances in the Super Bowl, he is a he, – he's the best – he's the GOAT of all time, in, in my opinion. He is he's absolutely the best, but I think uh, I think he's at the end of the road. He's uh, he's hanging on because he's competitive, but I think he, to, 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 to save his legacy somewhat, you know, so the last taste in our mouth from Tom Brady is not a bad one, I think he needs to retire for real this time. Uh, oh, yeah, I know you'd love the taste of Tom Brady in your mouth. I knew you were going to go there. Yes. Caught my attention with your gross talk. <laughs> All right. Uh, really good. I got nothing else. I appreciate you so much. Anything uh, that you want to hit on at uh, TC Paintball for this weekend? No, we're just plugging along. I'm, I'm over full this weekend, so make a reservation reservation for next weekend because I'm so damn busy this weekend. And, uh, and I'll look at a calendar quick and uh, send you some, uh, um, you know, some potential dates for uh, – yeah for uh, paintball war number 22 uh and i'll let you start working on a name for that sure yeah and fucking work on your axe throwing for fuck's sake why i want everyone oh, to throw we're axes. Working on it. I, I got i'm not gonna make any promises but we are actually working on it now so so there's light at the end of the tunnel it's a faint one but there's light down there yeah right okay thanks rick appreciate you buddy Talk to you too. yep there you go rick from tc paintball just like that how awesome uh, Rick's Rick's great when it comes to this uh, to uh, breaking down the sports thing like that, and I and I love the NFL. Holy shit! Ooh, NFL, college football. It's hard to believe that in other parts of the world, no one gives a shit about this. How? How can you possibly not give a shit? And they look at us and say, "Ah, oh, those Americans. They they don't even like our soccer or our version of football." Ugh. Absolute shit. It's so bad that it makes me mad when Americans like it. Like Blue State Rob. Or uh, I think it's Chris D. Chris D loves soccer. It's like, dude, this is so bad. What is... God. How can you like actual good sports and this shit? This, this painful fucking sport that is not fun to watch. Ugh. Uh, getting name suggestions for Paintball War 22. 
Josh writes, Paintball War 22, the double deuce. Corey writes, Paintball War 22, two in the pink. (laughs) That's my favorite right now. Radio Voice Linda says, I hate Dallas, but I hate Brady more. I don't hate Brady, but it's starting to get embarrassing, in my opinion. Kyle Ryan says Brady will go to Vegas, team up with McDaniels, and they'll have a shitty team. Radio Voice Linda adds, hope losing his family was worth this shitty, embarrassing season. Yeah, I wonder if um if there if that actually was the reason why they got divorced. I mean, if that could be confirmed. I mean, I, I almost need Giselle to say, oh, yeah, uh, I, we got divorced. I left him because he would not retire. I, I would need to hear that. Uh, Radio Voice Linda usually makes solid recommendations for TV viewing, says show recommendation. Breakpoint on Netflix about tennis, which I know nothing about, but really interesting. Hmm. Corey adds concerning Brady. I think it was a last straw situation. How in the world could you possibly know that? You have absolutely no knowledge base on that. And yet here you are uh, 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 spreading gossip like it's true. Corey adds, well, she's been complaining about him for years now. She has. I never saw that once. I never once saw her complaining about that. He used to be in like, he writes, he used to be, he used to be in like, it's true New England media all the time. Aram says, Corey's gossip makes more sense than yours. I'm not saying mine makes sense. Corey says, you don't live in New England, Eric Zane. We hear things. So are you telling me that if something as paramount as uh, Tom Brady, uh, I left Tom Brady because uh, of his playing football, that it wouldn't be discussed anywhere else? It would only be discussed in New England? That's that Northeast arrogance shining through. That's what that is. I don't think you're right on that. I think you're just bullshitting me. Uh, All right. I have more that I need to get to, but I have to go tinkle. Before I go, though, um, you got to go to Bosco's Pub. Now, I am actually seeing how the burgers are made. This is what I found out. Every burger there, uh, I asked Doug, the owner, one of the owners, him and his lovely better half, uh, Dee Dee, own the place in Hudsonville, Michigan, I said, where did you cut, where did all of these recipes for the burgers? There's the BJ burger. There's the Luigi. Um, there's uh, the Bosco burger itself. There's the olive burger. And he said, in my backyard, over many drinks, while we're all lounging around in the pool, I would create these recipes, but they would take me a long time to make them. So I had to figure out how to do this quicker and um, it's basically everybody loved my food I made. So I wanted to get a restaurant to be able to make it 
and see if the rest of the world would like it. And uh, it seems to be working. Um, I reached out when uh, he, when Doug told me he was hiring chefs or cooks. Uh, I said, you know, I think I love cooking and um, I would love to try this. And he says, okay, um, are you serious? I said, yeah, I actually am. If I have a couple of days a week, I would love to help. I would love to be in the kitchen. And he goes, and he actually asked me, why are you doing this? I go, well, the extra money doesn't hurt. Hope college is expensive for my daughter. But at the same time, it gets me out of the house. And I, I mean, I work alone and I talk to dogs. Um, I would love to be able to do this. So on two occasions this week, I went there and just observed, asked questions. Next week, I'm going to start working there, actually cooking. Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan, the home of Chef Eric, part of Terra Square. Now, honestly, Doug and Dougie, which is his son, there's Doug, Dougie, and Douglas the Third, which is Dougie's kid. Uh, Douglas the Third's a baby. One day this will all be his. Uh, it's me and the Dugs, and I'm pretty much probably going to be like Fry Guy. Fry onion rings and chicken fingers and then and helping Dougie assemble the burgers. So I am low man on the totem pole. But man, I can't wait for you to check this out. Go to Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan. I'm not kidding. I'm doing this. <clears throat> A and E heating and cooling. Oh my gosh. Tu madre es una puta. Get your furnace tuned. We still have plenty of heating uh, this season. Uh, uh, outside of two major snowstorms, it's been pretty mild in terms of snowfall, but it's cold. You're, you need your heat every day. It's turning on every day, obviously. Uh, and, uh, and your furnace uh, running is dirty business. If you have not had your furnace tuned up, just because we're approaching halfway through the winter season doesn't mean you shouldn't do this. You're asking for a breakdown if you don't have that thing tuned. 616-516-8579 cost you 79 bucks call mention my name have them come out it's going to take them half an hour clean tune get it running at peak efficiency that will save you money because if it runs at peak efficiency it doesn't cost that much to uh, uh keep your house warm it doesn't burn as much fuel it runs more efficiently 616-516-8579 excuse me Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Andek Mortgage, my God. Serving you no matter where you are in the audience, no matter what state you're in with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. If you're thinking about getting a mortgage, think about the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Uh, Van Dyke Mortgage. Five-star gold star service. NMLS number 3035. Call today. 231-332-6505. Ask them about a refi. Maybe it's your first mortgage. You have lots of questions. You're a pain in the ass. He doesn't care. He loves you. Or maybe you've gone through this process many times. Uh, call upon Mario and see if he can help you today. Okay. Corey says, headline, local podcaster gives whole restaurant food poisoning. Ryan says, I'd happily eat a Zane prepared meal. He's uh, bitching at them because uh, the rest of the audience area is making fun of me. 
Uh, Ryan says, I'd happily eat a Zane-prepared meal, you bunch of fucks. After hearing him discuss his attention to detail and slaughter the Turk's chili, I have full confidence in the man and his abilities. Thank you, Ryan. They're just fucking jealous is what it is. Okay. Your old pal Eric's going to go potty, and then we're going to finish this show. Hang on. All right, I'm back. I'm back in the saddle again. I'm back. Rolling into town alone by the light of the moon. Uh, so uh, one of the um, local veterans cemeteries. It was a bit of a problem because, uh, you know, you got rows and rows of the white tombstones. Everybody's seen a veteran cemetery. And uh, people go for like Christmas and maybe put a wreath on the, uh, on the tombstone, seasonal stuff to celebrate. You know, people are hurting. And they, they feel close with the departed uh, by setting something up on the tombstone. So at the local veteran cemetery at this uh, facility not far from here called uh, Fort Custer. Uh, you know, loved ones go there right around Christmas. And you've got till uh, you can put your Christmas decorations on there. And then they stay there until uh, the end of January. And then you must go and retrieve them. And uh, they give you plenty of opportunity to do that. It's all made very clear so that, you know, some people they put up like uh, they're, um, they're not real flowers or it might be something they can reuse for the next year. So a lot of people might be like, hey, let's go decorate old the, the loved ones, uh, you know, memorial. And it, it helps them. So this year was no different, except everybody decorated them, and then some cocksucker went and took them all and threw them in the garbage, like right after they laid them down. What the fuck? So now people are hopping mad. Oh shit! You know you don't you don't fuck with veterans. You know that is a, that is a bad decision. Audio check, video check. Let's get to the bottom of this one. A family of a fallen soldier from Kalamazoo is demanding answers after decorations on his grave were unexpectedly thrown away. News 8's David Horak is live in our Kalamazoo studio with this story, new at 6. David. Noisy studio with David there. Well, Sue and Brian, the mother and stepfather of Army Staff Sergeant James Cole Jr. decorate his grave each year for the holidays, just like many other families of those who are buried there. But this winter, someone apparently moved those decorations and left them in a pile. And it was hard to see that. This is my, this is where my boy is. About two weeks ago, Diane and Joe Melwicky came. Okay, he served in the Persian Gulf War and he passed in 2015. He was very young. ...into their son's final resting place at Fort Custer, only to find his and others on Lot 4A. This is some genie. Oh, no, look at this. 
the uh, wreath has photos of the family and shit, and they just said, oh, yeah, fuck this. Writer and beta. Were stripped of any decorations. They later found them in a pile. Oh. Dumpsters all in a row, and there were just big piles of other people's, other army soldiers' wreaths, Christmas ornaments broken on the ground. Oh, flags Jesus. Strewn on the ground as well. I mean, these are people that gave their lives for this country oh, yeah you you don't you don't do anything that's that's kind of uh in, can any way be looked at as insensitive when it comes to a veteran cemetery you know everything's got to be by the book if you fuck with that people are gonna kick your ass pulled up and i just couldn't believe it i just i'm walking oh. through there and i just it's like a war zone it was just oh i wouldn't say that it, it really made me sad. I was just kind of really taken aback. I just couldn't believe it. I just, uh, I mean, how can they do that? According to the V. At this point, the only thing the VA can do here is find who did it and allow each family, give each family the opportunity to punch that dick in the stomach. VA's National Cemetery Administration, which oversees Fort Custer, Christmas wreaths and other seasonal adornments may be placed from December 1st through January 31st, and then will be removed on the last day of that period. But the few little things that they do let you have, you treasure them. But the Melwickies told us this happened without warning on January 7th. January 7th? That's way before January 31, you fucking dicks. And they have yet to get a straightforward explanation. Well, the, the story I was told, someone was coming in from the government, uh, to uh, someone I, I, I'm assuming that oversees all the national cemeteries. And for some reason, the person who runs this particular cemetery wanted all holiday decorations off the grave, off the stones. It's more and more disheartening. It sounds like uh, uh, micromanagement. It sounds like uh, cumulus radio. I think Lori Bennett must be running that cemetery. That's that's what's happening there. I think to, to think that, you know, somebody thinks they have the right to, to just take it when it's not theirs and it's it it just means so much to me as a as a mother a washington-based spokesman for the va told news 8 in a statement that items that impact the cemetery's ability to preserve the dignity and appearance of the cemetery or its safe operation will be removed upon discovery yes but did you not read the earlier policy that it's christmas dick December 1 to January 31. As a courtesy, remove prohibited items that are in good condition, are held by the cemetery for 30 days, and staff will assist families who request to retrieve these items. He's never going to be forgotten, and that is the most important. So now, does that mean they changed their fucking policy? The Melwickies hope this is a one-time mistake so that they can continue to visit Jimmy with a tribute fitting for their son. This, to us, is a, is a sacred place. Oh, she's crying. And mom is fucking crying. This breaks your heart. And if you follow the rules and do the things that you should and you're supposed to do here, you know, don't take our stuff. Fort Custer National Cemetery's director to told me that no one from his staff moved anything, but I also heard back from Wreaths Across America, and a spokesperson for them told me that it is possible that one of their volunteers mistakenly removed it during a cleanup earlier this month. How? How? Why would you do that? 
but the family was able to recover that wreath personalized showing off the story told by their son jimmy to use for future years oh no that doesn't i, I don't believe that for a second live under kalamazoo studio david horak news eight because you know they was all like thrown in the fucking dumpster holy shit man can you imagine i, I honestly um it's a good thing that so many people have, uh that cooler heads prevail because that's the type of thing that you would expect you know everybody who works there that makes those decisions after something like this happens i mean they go home with like black eyes and bloody nose and teeth knocked out because family members go there and want to kick their ass after something like this holy shit uh, Brandis writes, this shit happened to me with my dad's grave too. Expensive shepherd's hooks just disappeared. So pissed. Yeah, wh- what the fuck does it matter? You know what it is? It's because some asshole probably cutting the grass doesn't want to get his fat ass off the mower to pull the shepherd hook out of the ground, mow, and then put it back there. Lazy fuck. My God. Unbelievable. Regarding your old pal Eric Zane cooking burgers, Kenny writes, please tell us you'll go out into the dining area and ask people if they know who cooked their burgers. Do you know who I am? Come on. Yesterday, I went to go see uh, Bill Simonson. This is ridiculous. Next week, I'll be uh, filling in for Brett on the huge show. So I'll be on the radio with Bill, which is always fun. I always just love roasting him and making and uh, trying to uh, paint, in, paint him into a corner with his words and embarrass him and make him look stupid. So they say to me, uh, yeah, hey, can you come in? And uh, and see how it, how, it, how it goes, what we need you to do. Yes, from three to six every day next week be on the radio 96.1 the game and i'm like well i've done it before uh what do i have to do i go in there and they show me how to get the station connected to the satellite company and it's quite literally one button and one phone call when they pick it up at the satellite company, you say, are you hearing it? And they go, yep. And then that's it. And I'm like, you made me drive all the way in here. And it was something that you could have texted me. What the fuck is going on here? But I like seeing the guys. It's good. Gets me out of the house. Got to see that James, James, the game Gemmel boom, boom, boom is back in radio. I saw him. Luckily I didn't get to see Puddin. So it'll be a busy week next week. There's going to be days next week when I do the huge show. And then I drive directly from the radio station to the world famous Bosco's pub. I will keep you up to date on the days that I will be there. Actually, I won't. I don't want that type of pressure when I start. Maybe I will. I don't know. I don't know whether I'm coming or going. Update. From, um, let's see, where did this happen? Newport News, Virginia. 
the story about the um, the kid that the six-year-old decided he was going to bring the gun to school and shoot the teacher. This is seriously one of the most disturbing. Th- I mean, of all the school shootings, you know, they're 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 horrible for their own reasons. But none of them have the uh, factor of the shooter is one of the students who's in first grade. Now, if a six-year-old gets uh, hands on a gun, brings it to school, and shoots the teacher, first thing we have to look at is how did the kid get the gun? I seriously doubt that there will be any type of prosecution uh, for a six-year-old, right? I suspect there's going to be a a serious psychological evaluation. I mean, let's be honest here. That kid uh, should get some type of, like, uh, intensive shock therapy or something. If a little fucking first grader decides, I'm going to get my parent, my mother's nine millimeter and shoot the teacher... There's something very, very fucked up about that kid. And that kid needs to be institutionalized and perhaps be given a lobotomy uh, so that we don't have to have this happen ever again. Can you imagine if in like a few years, the kids back in with the school kids and everybody's like, holy shit, you gotta, you gotta make it known, right? That, um, Hey, uh, Uh, In your child's classroom is the kid who shot the teacher in first grade, right? Now the family of this little fucker uh, is speaking out. They said their son suffers from, quote, an acute disability. Well, I'm going to need a little bit more than that. No kidding. Really? The kid gets a, a, a gun and goes to school and shoots a teacher? And all you can say is, yeah, the kid has an acute disability. I wouldn't have done that. I would have spoke out the minute after it happened. And they would have said, sure, uh, sir, your son just shot the teacher. What's the matter with him? He's fucked. Yeah, he's a fucking lunatic. We knew this was coming. He's a psychopath. Take him. I would not want that. I would I would relinquish my child at that point. I don't love you anymore if you go shoot people. You know how they say love is forever? No, it's not. It is not forever. If my child shoots someone, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. I'm not even going to see you in prison, you asshole. What the fuck is wrong with you? So that's the first stupid thing they said. The kid has an acute disability. Yeah, no shit. And that the gun he used to shoot the educator was secured. What the fuck are you talking about? The kid got the gun and brought it to school. How could the gun have been secured if a one and a half foot tall fucking uh, six-year-old gets his hands on it that's anything but secured jesus fuck 
In the first public comments made since the January incident, which shocked the city of Newport News, Virginia, the family expressed sympathy for the teacher in a statement released by their attorney. Oh my God. Uh, If I, if I, that was me, if I'm the parents, I would, um, I would agree with any type of investigation or support them and try to help them get through it and try to keep myself from going to jail. Then you disown that little fuck. And then if you are, if you don't have any legal liability or if you do, you, you pay your punishment, then you, you disown the kid and leave town and you try to live the rest of your life. That's the only thing you can do. This is ridiculous. Our heart goes out to our son's teacher when we pray for her healing in the aftermath of such an unimaginable tragedy as she selflessly served our son and the children in the school. Because if you know, if if you know, the kid walked up and goes, hey, teacher, show and tell, eat lead. And the kid fired the bullet and she put her hand up and the bullet went into her hand, out of her hand and into her chest. Um, I'm surprised it slowed that down. I don't know if they were target rounds or hollow points. If they were hollow points, holy shit, that's bad. But she's she's going to live. And she actually was able to get the kids that were in the class observing this out of the class. And I don't know if the kid just stood there or what, realizing what he had done. He didn't fire any more rounds, but she got all the other kids out of the class. She's a fucking hero. Uh, that is Abigail Zwerner. She's uh, out of the hospital. She's fine. She continues to recovery as an outpatient with the support of family, friends, and health professionals. But you know she's never going to be the same. The little fucking kid shot her. The family said they had always been committed to responsible gun ownership and keeping firearms out of the reach of children. You see, that is not accurate. Um, you can't say you've always been committed when the six-year-old takes the gun to school and shoots the teacher. They need to say... 99 times out of 100, we were committed to responsible gun ownership and keeping firearms out of the reach of children, but we failed. And the only reason why they're not saying that is because they're about to be sued. (coughs) So they're lying. The firearm our son accessed was secured. The statement continued. It's impossible. No, it wasn't. It was either out on the shelf like my guns are or... Or it was, uh, you know, the kid got access to the key or figured out the code. That's what happened. Um, if I have a, if my grandkids come over my house, I have to go around the house and there's firearms everywhere. They're like, there'll be uh, a coffee mug and a Colt 45. And then... Um, leftover burrito and a Luger. And then, you know, a can of Coke and a Smith and Wesson. 50 Cal. They're everywhere. Shotgun. Hey, Dad, we're coming over. Okay, give me a couple hours. I got to find all the guns that are all over the house. I don't want the kids coming in. That's how responsible I am. If I know children are coming over, I gather up all this weaponry and I put it into like a, uh, a milk crate. Okay. So it looks like an FBI sting. And then I take, it's very heavy. 
You got to carry all these fucking guns that are overflowing out of the milk crate. And then you put it in a high up place. And then they can't reach the crate full of guns. It works. I'm telling you, it's great. It's the way you do it. None of that's true. Um, The statement also said that the child was under a care plan at the school, which included the attendance of one of the parents in class with him every day. If your kid's such a fucktard that you have to have a parent there every day, fuck you. Raise your kid. Take him homeschool that little fucking maniac. And that the week of the shooting had been the first they had not been in class with their son. The fact that they had the option. Yeah, you got to be there every day for your stupid fucktard kid. Uh, We're not going to be there today. Oh, oopsie. No, bullshit. Then he doesn't come into school. Kid's a psychopath. We will regret our absence on this day for the rest of our lives. The statement said, well, I don't know if that would have helped. What would that have helped if the kid has the gun that you didn't secure? And you're now saying that you did secure. You didn't. Asshole. Um, The family did not specify the details of the acute disability. Yeah, this family. Fuck you. The statement says that since the shooting, the child has been under hospital care and receiving treatment. Uh, The family went on to thank their son's medical team and those who have supported them during this difficult time. Yeah, I hope that hospital team is kicking that kid's ass. Uh, We continue to pray for his teacher's full recovery and for her loved ones who are undoubtedly upset and concerned. At the same time, we love our son. You shouldn't. And are asking that you please include him and our family in your prayers. No, you get no prayers. You're horrible. Fuck you and fuck your crazy kid. Assholes. Jesus. Uh, K-Dub himself writes, it's wild that a little kid could either rack a slide or hold a revolver, even if it was a 22. Uh, wasn't the kid six? He was, and it was a nine millimeter, <coughs> which little hand, I'm surprised, you're right, I'm surprised he could even do it, but two hands on that, he could absolutely do that. In fact, we had a video the other day on here of the kid seen on the security uh, footage holding that nine millimeter out in front of that apartment, waving it around like fucking, uh, you know, a cowboy. You'd be surprised with that. And that kid was like a year and a half old. This kid was six. Aram says, how does that kid go on to live a normal life? Dude, there was no way that that kid was going to live uh, a normal life ever. Think about it. The kid had to have a parent with him at all times in the public school. He was that he was that fucked up. Okay? We need to start being a little bit more uh gratuitous with our handling of these fucktard kids. You know, we need to start painting with some broader strokes. Like if if your kid walks in the first day kindergarten and takes a shit in his hand and starts to chow fuck you you're you're not allowed to go to public school get the fuck out of here my god it is unbelievable to me 
Ladies and gentlemen, we have the Patreon bonus podcast coming up a little bit later on today. I'm also going to release the latest edition of the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast audio from last night. If you are a tier two member, you can see it right now. It's there right now for you. I'll release the audio for tier one members, $5 a month members a little bit later on. A lot going on on Patreon as the Lost Zane recordings will drop today as soon as I get a minute to put it up there. And um, who are these Zanes will appear tomorrow all on Patreon. Oh, my God. So much for you to listen to. For just 5 or $10 a month, it is listener-supported, ad-free. If you've ever thought, like, man, Eric Zane really busts his ass on that podcast, how can I help him? Well, in addition to supporting the sponsors that support me, which I appreciate very much, Throw five or ten dollars, uh, five or ten dollar donation to me on Patreon. I call it a donation, but you get a lot for it with eleven bonus episodes a week on Patreon. There's actually more content that goes up each week on the Patreon than there is on the free podcast. The idea was do the free podcast to tell them about the Patreon. That's how we do it. That's how I've done it for the last four years plus, and it seems to work. Thank you. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I suggest trying it for one month. See if you like it. Okay. And if it's good for you, then convert it to a yearly and I'll knock 10% off for that year. All right. Okay. And uh, thank you to, uh, we're talking flooring on this show. If you're a homeowner or whatever, and you want to put some flooring down, any type of flooring, carpeting, laminate, Tile squares, ceramic, hardwood, the authority in home flooring installation, Bennett Flooring Installation. Call them, mention my name, 616-318-0167. That's 616-318-0167 for Bennett Flooring Installation. If you are in West Michigan, this is who you call. The cheapest option you have for getting flooring installed, I promise. The flooring that I want you to install. I want you to go to Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Two stores under the Johnson name, the main showroom, and the discount outlet. Go to the discount outlet and see if they have what you like there because you'll get it cheaper there. They buy it in bulk, set it up on the floor, and then sell it out. The best brands, the best styles, best selling brands and styles under one roof any type of flooring if you don't if they don't have what you're looking for you can go to the main showroom and they'll help you but more often than not you're going to get what you want at the discount outlet and it's really uh, appropriately named because you won't find a lower price anywhere in the state than the johnson carpet one discount outlet mention my name Save an additional 10%. Oh, my God. So that's already the lowest in the whole state. Now it's even lower. Mention my name when you go to Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Yesterday's asshole of the day was George Santos. Second two-time winner. Uh, today though, I mean, I, I could easily put him in there again. 
cannot believe he would deny being a uh, a, a drag performing in drag. First of all, why is that a big deal? Uh, it's kind of like it's very offensive for people who do perform drag, which is it's theater for fuck's sake, Jesus. It's not like when you go to a drag show, you go there and they say, all right, first thing we're going to do is get everybody to suck dick. Come on. It's a performance. Um, boy, what are we, what are we going to do here? Uh, Fort Custer destroying the veterans. Um, what do you call it? Seasonal grave decorations. Or the family of the six-year-old. Or the six-year-old. I don't know if we can keep the six-year-old as the... Put the six-year-old as the asshole today because the kid's sick. His parents, though, I think it's between Fort Custer and the six-year-old's parents. But there's probably a few details in there that I'm missing. Or I just don't know of, you know? Uh, and since I saw that poor mom crying, poor lady, poor family, Fort Custer is your asshole of the day. Brought to you by TC Paintball. I thank you for being here and enjoying this podcast for the last two plus hours. Another week in the books. Talk to you on the Patreon. Thanks, folks. Have a good one. Till next time. Bye-bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.